Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI Forbes feature podcast episode, I explore the recent Forbes article, Why Employers Seek Candidates with Creativity and How You Can Cultivate Your Creative Side. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this Forbes feature podcast episode. Today, I'll be exploring the recent Forbes article, Why Employers Seek Candidates with Creativity and How You Can Cultivate Your Creative Side. You can also find the corresponding video in the show notes. Creativity is the ability to perceive the world in new ways, to find hidden patterns, to make connections between seemingly disparate things, and to generate innovative solutions. When you're creative, you're able to turn new and imaginative ideas into reality. From Branson and Ferris to Spielberg and Jobs, business leaders say creativity in the workplace is essential. Worried that you're not an artist and therefore not creative? Rest assured, creativity in the workplace isn't limited to those with design degrees. Every role at every level can use this soft skill to solve problems in innovative ways. It simply requires adjusting your mindset to see the possibilities and allowing your curiosity to take over. Here are five ways top leaders say to cultivate your creativity. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. Last year in its Global Talent Trends report, LinkedIn cited soft skills as vitally important for career success. At the top of the list, creativity. And it's no wonder, creativity is the ability to perceive the world in new ways and find hidden patterns, to make connections between seemingly disparate things, and to generate innovative solutions. Here are five ways top leaders say to cultivate your creativity. So I think everyone knows how important creativity is, and I really appreciate that she cites that LinkedIn report uh, looking at the importance of soft skills in the workplace and what employers are really looking for and what they hope to hire. And top of that list, creativity. Probably no surprise to anybody that creativity is seen as very important. The problem is that so many people don't see themselves as creative individuals, and it comes back to how they define creativity. The reality is that we all have creativity to some extent. We're, it's all baked, it's baked into us, and we all have the potential of being creative. It's something we all were when we were young children. And over time, we kind of forget how to be creative sometimes. Uh, it, it's the way society is structured, schools and the education system is structured. It kind of beats the creativity out of us, and it, it looks to conformity and socialization. And so it's, it's natural that over time, and as we age and mature, 
that uh, a lot of those tendencies that sometimes we might consider to be kind of childish whims, uh, those start to dissipate. But we still have that potential. And it's just a matter of doing some basic things that will allow us to tap back into our creativity if we have started to kind of stray from that path. I don't consider myself a particularly creative person in the traditional, quote unquote, traditional sense, you know, how a lot of people probably think about it. I am more of an analytical person for sure. But as I really stop and think about it, I I am a creative person. And a lot of the tips uh, and approaches that she is going to be talking about in uh, these video clips uh, really resonate with me. And I know that there are things I can do better to be more creative. Uh, and, and really, though, these are all simple things that I can start to implement, that each of you can start to implement to be more creative today. And as such, you'll be able to, to start driving new innovations and new opportunities for yourself, for your career, and for your teams and organizations. Number one, ask big questions. Daniel Pink says asking why can lead to understanding. Asking why not can lead to breakthroughs. Asking big questions like what if and why not can reframe processes and products and create an environment that fosters big ideas. It challenges conventional thinking and helps you arrive at solutions you may not have considered had you not questioned the status quo. The first of these is ask big questions. Asking questions is always essential to the creative mindset. So asking why and really finding your own why, asking how, asking why not, why, why not do it this way? Why doesn't this work? These are the types of questions we need to be asking ourselves and pushing our own thinking and challenging our assumptions, challenging the status quo, challenging and disrupting the norms that we have become so comfortable with. For myself, I can't speak for everyone else, but I know for myself that some of the most creative and innovative ideas that I come up with are flashes of inspiration that I, I'll call it, uh, that really is nothing more than me all of a sudden taking the blinders off, blinders that I didn't, I didn't even realize I had on um, because it's it's I'm just so used to doing things a certain way. I'm used to tradition. I'm used to... Um, societal norms in, in one way or another. And then for the first time, all of a sudden, the blinders come off and I realize, well, wait a minute, why do we do it that way? Is it necessary that we do it that way? What if we, if we don't do it that way? Could we do it this way? And all of a sudden, I see new connections. I see new opportunities that I never even perceived of before. This has happened so many times throughout my career. And every time I'm like, oh my gosh, how could I be so stupid not to have seen this? That's the whole point, that people don't see these things unless you put yourself into a creative mindset because our brains are wired to, to go with uh, what we know and what we're comfortable with. And there's things like uh, confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance, these psychological principles that ultimately uh, push us towards conformity and following social norms. Now, there's, you know, health and, and positive aspects of those elements, uh, but on the negative side, it can keep us from seeing possibilities because we think we already know. We think that we have figured it out. 
Uh, we don't even know to ask a question because we don't see a potential problem or that needs a solution. Um, but when we start to ask those why questions, then all of a sudden we can start to see those new connections and come up with some really great innovative and creative ideas. Number two, pay attention. Steve Jobs said, Creativity is connecting things. When you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they don't really do it. They just saw something. It seemed obvious to them after a while. When you tap into your awareness, you notice details others miss. Creative people use all of their senses and are especially observant. They lead with their curiosity and play connect the dots with ideas and thoughts. They see possibilities and potential by merely paying attention. Paying attention, seeing the relationships and the connections that other people miss, whether that's something that we see, uh, we hear, or, or we observe with any of our senses. It's really just a matter of paying attention. And as I mentioned after the last clip, we are trained to ignore certain things. We, we take certain things for granted and we have built-in biases and unconscious biases in our brain that limit our ability to notice certain things. We just don't even realize that we don't see things or we're not observing certain things. And so we have to check our biases. We have to question ourselves, challenge our assumptions, and then just be observant. Just look around the world. Uh, pay attention to what the world is offering up to you. And when you are observant, you can start to see those connections. The most creative and innovative people are those that see connections and gain insights from disparate areas uh, where they, they can start to bring in different interdisciplinary types of approaches because they, they see, unlike most people around them, they see how this field can connect with that field, how this function can connect with that function, how this process can connect with that process. And because they see those connections, then they can start to understand what can make them work better uh, or how they can be adjusted or whatever. And then it, that seems like an incredibly innovative, creative um, solution. And, and people can be amazed because no, nobody else thought of it or nobody else saw it. But I, I have to admit, I, I've been there. I've, I've come up with you know, what others have seen to be incredibly uh, creative solutions, uh, innovative solutions. And in my mind, I'm like, eh. I mean, I mean, all I did was I took ide existing ideas that other people have come up with and I just connected them in new ways. And so I almost feel, feel guilty about taking credit for it. But that's what creativity is. It's building off of the ideas of others. It's synthesizing information from other people and bringing it together in new ways to bring about better solutions. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? 
What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Number three, be open-minded. Richard Branson says that the most thought-provoking, game-changing people are never normal. Maintaining a closed or fixed mindset is a creativity killer. Challenge yourself to consider new ideas from unfamiliar sources. Engage in discussions with people who don't share your views or background. Seek out unusual experiences. And when you open your mind to what's beyond your status quo, you make room for innovation and discovery. The importance of having an open mind probably isn't surprising to anybody. We, we see the value in being open-minded, and we, we often talk about the dangers of closed-mindedness and, and people um, being susceptible to their biases. And even my comments in relation to the first uh, couple of clips uh, illustrate this and why it's so important to be open-minded. The problem is that most people think that they're relatively open-minded even when they're not. Uh, we all have blinders, and we, we can't see and know what we don't know, right? We, we don't recognize those gaps in ourselves often. Unless we're practicing a lot of critical self-reflection, unless we're seeking feedback from other people around us so that we can realize where we're being truly open and where we're being closed off. And she's right. We need to foster and cultivate a growth mindset. And, and fundamental to a growth mindset is open-mindedness. If we don't feel open to the possibilities, if we don't feel open to our own potential and our own uh, growth potential, then then we, we really aren't going to be able to develop in the ways that we otherwise would be capable of. If we don't recognize uh, the opportunities around us because we're being closed-minded, then it's it's just a loss for us and for our teams and for everyone we interact with. But when we're open-minded, all of a sudden, we, we start to see new connections. And how do we get there? How do we become more open-minded? She mentions briefly, you know, one of the things we need to do is just try to experience new things, uh, connect with different people from different backgrounds, different perspectives and worldviews, people with different training, foster interdisciplinary types of teams uh, where people can interact with people who are not like themselves. I find tremendous value in having diverse teams, not just diversity in terms of racial, ethnic, gender, uh, sexual orientation, uh, religion, whatever. Though, I mean, that's important too. That kind of diversity is also important. But diversity of thought, um, it, it can be so incredibly important. And so when I can get an accountant and a marketing person and an operations person and a statistician and a leadership person all in the same room together at the same time having a robust discussion where they're, they're really talking to each other, not each other, that's when I can start to understand and see new connections. 
That's what's so valuable when we can have interdisciplinary, multidisciplinary approaches to the work that we're doing because that fosters creativity and that fosters innovation. It fosters open-mindedness. Number four, set aside time to let your mind wander. Yes, really. Tim Ferriss says creativity is an infinite resource. The more you spend, the more you have. Though at first glance, allowing yourself time to daydream seems counterproductive to creativity, research suggests otherwise. People who reported more frequent daydreaming during the day scored higher on creative and intellectual tests. Plus, building in free time means your brain is in a more relaxed state, which is more conducive to creativity. Letting your mind wander is so important. Now, she frames this as daydreaming, and I don't think we have to limit it to daydreaming. Uh, but but wan- letting your mind wander and finding opportunities to just be present in the moment, uh, practicing mindfulness, where we can just observe what's around us. We can be connected with our own breathing, our own body, with our own surroundings. Uh, some of the most creative ideas that I've ever had are when I'm just out in the zone walking my dogs around the park. I'm not thinking about anything in particular. I'm just enjoying the time and I'm just calm. My mind is just freely wandering. I'm in a pseudo meditative state. Um, and, and then I just notice things and I make connections, uh, that otherwise I, I probably never would, uh, you know, otherwise. And that, that's just so important. And not me like daydreaming in the sense that I'm imagining myself, you know, flying through the sky or, these adventures or, you know, the, the types of ways I, I imagine children daydreaming in the way that my kids probably daydream, daydreamed when I was a child. Um, now, that's fine if, if, you, if you daydream that way. But my point is, whether you're daydreaming, fan, fanciful adventures, or you're simply allowing yourself through mindfulness um, to be present in the moment in your circumstance to calm your mind, have meditative types of experiences uh, that can really drive new insights, flashes of inspiration, new connections that you didn't see before. And that's, that's creativity. And finally, number five, don't be afraid to take risks. Steven Spielberg says, replace fear with creativity. Creativity often yields many ideas. Some of these will be great, some will be mediocre. And some might even fail miserably, but a creative person doesn't dwell on the clunkers. He or she views all of them as fuel to spur on their continuous creative thinking. When you allow yourself the freedom to produce new ideas without fear, you up your chances of creating something no one has thought of before. And perhaps the best way to think about cultivating your creativity comes from Albert Einstein, who said, creativity is intelligence having fun. I love the Einstein quote, and absolutely, we shouldn't be afraid to take risk because it's it's when we try and fail and learn through the iterative process that we can find solutions. If we were to give up every time something didn't quite work out or every time we had failure, uh, you know, we would never make progress. I I really do appreciate um, the opportunities that we have by fostering a growth mindset. And part of fostering that growth mindset is not being uh, 
uh, really caught up in in anxiety and fear around failure. And it's a it's a, frankly a reframing of what failure is. Um, and when we have a growth mindset, when we are willing to take risks, we recognize, as I've said many times before in this podcast, that we can fail fast, we can fall forward, we use, as cliche as it sounds, we use our um, failures as a stepping stone, and we don't limit our own ideas by what we think might be successful versus what might be failures. Because oftentimes, um, some of our, our more off-the-wall ideas, those that might seem a little bit harder to reach, they can turn out to be some of our best, most innovative and creative ideas that we would never have known, we would have never implemented because we were too fearful about what might happen. Now, I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm a somewhat risk-averse person, uh, more so than a lot of people, uh, I suppose. There's definitely more um, willing risk-takers out there than I am. Uh, and so I understand the need to balance uh, the risk that we take in our lives. And that's one of the reasons why I think having side gigs um, to really foster our creativity can be so important for us. Uh, I have my main gig, you all know, I'm a professor. Um, that's one of the most stable uh, jobs around. I have tenure, uh, I have a lot of autonomy and flexibility, and that allows me to have side gigs. And so I, I do these side things, and those side things, I can be creative as creative as I want to be, as I, as I possibly can be. And I can try new things and some things stick and some things don't stick. And I don't worry about it because I know that my family has security through my main job. Now, uh, other people, uh, entrepreneurs um, who are, take the deep dive and they're willing to, to put everything aside to start a new business and everything rides on that business, I, I, my hat goes off to them because I'm not sure I have um, that level uh, of willingness for risk taking, but even people like me that are a little bit more risk averse, uh, take on a side gig and and try things out. Be creative, foster your creativity through uh, just taking time to to uh, to write, to create, uh, to what what however whatever form that means for you, and don't be worried about whether it's successful or whether it fails, um, even if you create something and nobody ever uses it. Nobody ever um, listens to your podcast. They never read what you write. It, there's still value in it because you're still exploring your ideas. You're still expressing yourself. You're still getting pen to paper, whatever. And that fosters a creative mindset and a growth mindset. So don't be too afraid to take those risks. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to these video clips and uh, I hope that some of my thoughts, insights, and examples have also been helpful for you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations podcast. As always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. 
we will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.